I'm Claire, Claire Davis, and I'm here for the Mental Health Chats. If you like what you see on this channel, please subscribe, because our aim is to open up conversations from people all over the world so that we understand mental health more. If we can understand mental health more and get people talking, we are going to save lives. So please like, comment, and share any of the mental health chats and subscribe to the channel so we can get the word out there and help save lives. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Hello, I'm Claire Davis and I'm here for Mental Health Chats and I've got Benny back. Hello, Benny. Hello, Claire. How are you going? Well, thanks. How are you? Very well. Good, good. Benny's going to be bringing together some statistics and facts about mental health in youth. We've just had three great speakers, Jason Lincoln, Hannah Stainer, and Ben Lovett, who told us different aspects of mental health for youth, what to watch out for, etc. So Benny's got some interesting stats here. So would you like to share a few of them with us, Benny? Yeah, sure, Claire. Um... Well, firstly, there's a when, when you when you search for mental health in in youth, there's a lot of lot of information out there. Um, most of it's quite aged. Uh, a lot of surveys have been done over the last twenty years. Um, it's good because they track those surveys and they can look at trends, and and basically the trends indicate that mental health in young people is deteriorating. The prevalence of serious mental health issues is increasing. And, Why do we think that's, this is? What do you uh, what your thoughts on that, Benny? Uh, well, I'm not exactly sure, Claire. I think uh, I think there's probably it's probably related. It'd have to be related to um, the digital world. I'm sure. Um, yeah. I think Ben made a good comment in his in his chat with you that. When he was a kid, they had five TV channels, and he used to go around and knock on his mate's door and say, "What are you, what are you up to now?" Uh, whereas now, young people can have like five or six hundred or a thousand friends on some sort of social media platform, and it, I think there'd be a lot more pressure. I, I think it, it, it's related to a lot more pressure, a lot more expectations. Um, Jason talked about, um, he talked about a really um, well, th three main things, and we'll, we'll cover that, but uh, aspirations, you yeah. know, there's a, there's a, there are a lot more, um, lot, there's a lot more access to information out there and, and probably for young people to, to feel that uh, they may not be living up to the, the expectations of others and, and, and what the they'd pressures. like to do. So many yeah, yeah, and looks and image and so many things that we can't get away from it. Actually, I'm going to tell you a bit about um, Dr. Chatterjee. Do you remember I yep. spoke to you, Benny, about Dr. Yeah. Dr. Chatterjee is a GP here in the UK who's written quite a lot of books. And one of them is called The Four Pillars. He's also got a podcast if you want to look out for it. But um, one of the stories he tells in one of his books is about a 16-year-old who came to see him in the surgery with his mother because he had depression and he just asked a few questions and they wanted to put him on antidepressants. He just asked a few questions of how much social media does he, he go on, how much technology, etc. So he said, until we put you on the antidepressants, let's just do a little bit of an experiment. And for two weeks, I want you not to be on social media for two hours in the morning when you get up and two hours before you go to sleep. 
He came back two weeks later, he was a different boy. He yeah, then right. made it even less, made it to only two hours a day. So he did this experiment for six weeks or eight weeks, only two hours a day. And this boy started socializing more, like Ben yeah, said, knocking yeah. on his mate's doors, yeah. having, going to parties, interacting with people and didn't need antidepressants. So, um, you know, there's lots and lots of information out there about technology. It's, and I think the theme that came through with Ben and Jason and Hannah was all about communicating and talking. Yeah. How do we yeah. talk? And that's what these chats are about. So do you want to yeah, tell us some of the statistics, Ben? ben yeah, sure. So uh, as I said, the prevalence of serious mental illness amongst young people continues to increase. It's higher in young females, twice as likely than young males. Um, body image is, uh, is of significant concern in young, in young uh, females. In Australia, we, we obviously have an Indigenous population and uh, they're more prone than, non -in, than the non-Indigenous population. Uh, interestingly, young people continue to turn to their families and friends in their greatest time of need. So, so that presents a, a real opportunity to be able to help young people. Mm. Um, one in four young people are at serious risk of mental illness. And uh, the most common problems and issues are depression, coping with stress, body image, particularly for young women, yeah. um, school or study problems, and the stigma around mental health and mental illness remains a major issue. Um, it inhibits... Yeah. Um, yeah help seeking so um yeah the the sources of help most sought by young people uh with a mental illness are friends parents and the internet uh yep. in, in that order um interestingly for those that don't have a mental illness they're not interested so much in the internet and that's because people with mental illness often they have that stigma and they they go to the internet so they don't have to talk to to anyone 50% of all lifetime mental health disorders emerge by the age of 14 and 75% by the age of 24. And uh, uh, similar actually in the UK, ours is 50% by the age of 15 and 75 by the age of 18. So, but that was um, um, research done in 2014. One thing I've learned with research, Benny, is that um, it's not actually 100% correct because yeah. a lot of the figures are not actually recorded because of the word you keep mentioning, which is stigma. Yeah, so that's right. People don't go to their GP. They don't talk to somebody about it. So um, these statistics are actually quite escalated to what they are. And something you just mentioned there about school, I think Ben's message about school um, is school the right place for our kids? You know, some kids find school safe, safer than yeah. home. Some kids find home safer than school. Some kids are yeah. happier in school. Some kids are happier at home. So it yeah. it's very, very determines the, the year group, the cohort, their friends, their teachers, so many different factors with regards to school. I mean, I know, um, School's an interesting one because we're going into our summer holidays. So my, yeah. my son in year seven has not actually been to school since the end of March and will not until September. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So because his year group wasn't called back. 
um, and that's the same as my 17 year old going into A levels. So it's, it's quite a tricky one. There's a lot of things going on and I know he's getting lonely, especially since my son in year six has gone back to school. My one yeah. in year seven is getting really, really lonely. So yeah. what are other observations have you, you made, Benny? What, what can we do as parents, as carers, as friends, young people? Yeah, well, just, just finishing off on the stats before I respond yeah. to that one. One, one in four 16 to 24 year olds has experienced a mental health disorder in the past 12 months. And yeah. uh, I, I know we're going to get on the suicide um, further, further down the track with, uh, with other chats, but what, one in three, oh, what was it? What, a third of all deaths for 15 to 24 year olds uh, is from suicide. So yeah. it's a leading cause of death in, in that age group. So I thought, I thought the chats that you had with uh, Hannah, Jason and Ben were really, were really useful. I got a lot out of it anyway. And there, there are some common, some common uh, themes through all, their, um, yeah. through all the chats that you had with, with those three people. And uh, I think one, one thing Hannah started out with was that um, not one size fits all. So um, it's very much horses for courses when you're dealing with, with, uh, with all mental illness sufferers and particularly with young people. And uh, yeah, she, she, she talked about looking for uh, consistent changes, prolonged and sustained changes. If, if someone's behavior has changed for more than two weeks, we've talked about that before, Claire. Yep. Um, you know, you, that, that, that's going to be an indicator, but, but I guess what, what, one of the things that, that from reading the stats and listening to your chats with Hannah and Jason and Ben, it's so important to try and pick these things up early and, and get that early in, intervention. And um, I read a really interesting, um, a really interesting uh, note. Parents and friends have a responsibility to learn more about mental health literacy and to know what to do if confronted with a young person seeking help. And, yeah. and I thought that was, that really just captured it for me. Um, we've got increasing prevalence of mental health issues in young people and people like us, parents, we really have to be across what to do and how to recognise the signs. And the, and the and earlier I, that you can get in. Good point, yep. And I think yep. for me, um, when I was growing up anyway, a lot of things were, let's brush this under the carpet, brush it under the carpet. It will never happen to me. It will never happen to my family. <laughs> that happens to somebody else. So for all of us, we have to understand that suicide, depression, self-harm, it can happen to any of us. Um, yeah. And with COVID-19, it's on the up as well. We need to be very, very careful of our young people and what's happening to our young people due to um, lockdown due to, yeah. you know, there are so many different things that are going on in, in their minds. How are we communicating with them and how are we keeping them safe mentally? That's yeah. It. And something I'd like to add is it's back to the emotional fitness that we've talked about. If we can start bringing yeah. in preventative measures now, spotting the signs, bringing preventative measures now, let's get them emotionally fit and understand when they're going through their highs and lows and how to get back on track so that they aren't on that big corona car, corona coaster. It's more even. Very key. Yeah. 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 Because... 
some of the some of the impacts that, that are related if you don't if you don't if you don't get onto it early and nip it in the bud and it's not about fixing it we've talked i think we've yep. talked about that well you yep. and i have anyway we shouldn't be seeking fixes we should be just seeking to provide the support and sometimes it's not us that are the best people to provide that support or have that discussion that chat and that was another thing that came out of your your, your chats with uh with hannah jason and ben is that Parents aren't always the best people to discuss yeah. these things with their children, but but they do. There's a higher in, in impaired academic achievement, unemployment, poor social functioning, substance abuse, self harm, suicide. Mm -hmm. These are things that that mental health illnesses. If you if you can get onto it early, it's it, it's going to reduce the risk of having issues in those areas. So um, I'm not mm -hmm. sure how we're going going for time, but. Uh, you know, Jason had his three points that he, that he talked about, um, which were really useful. Uh, just talking about um, relationships, um, circumstances, situations or events and as yeah. aspirational yeah. issues. That, that that was a great interview because I'm a personal friend of Jason's. And, yeah, uh, but thanks for that connection. I really enjoyed that one. And I, I enjoyed Hannah's. Uh, she had some, some great... Uh, messages there. Be there and offer support. Let them know that that you're there if if and when they they want you, but you may not be the one to talk to. Maybe someone yeah. else. Yeah, good point. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and I think Ben's ones were that when they're going back to school, whenever that is, and for each child, that's going to be completely different too. We need yeah. to listen to them and support them. He had uh, like one of his one of his key points was to listen. Yeah. To, to be there and, and listen, um, you know, he he, uh, he also said about having patience and trust. Yeah. And uh, and one point that you picked up on, Claire, one one thing that I highlighted that he said was treat treat people the way they like to be treated, not how you'd like to be treated yourself. Yeah. And you, you endorse that one. And uh, it's it's important to let people know that they matter. And they cared about. So yeah. I, I think it's that yeah. that whole theme. What I got out of those chats that, you, that you've done in the past few weeks was about listening, caring, being there for people when they need you. It's so important. Uh, recognizing that you might not, not be the best person, and, but but uh, taking that responsibility to know who who you can refer them to. And uh, and it was interesting that the family and friends are really uh, one of the most commonly sought. Um, sources of um, advice for people with mental illness. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So, as you mentioned, we are coming on to suicide. Suicide is our next series. Um, it's, it's a, a lot of people don't like talking about suicide because they feel like, oh my goodness, the stigma around it. Our first guest is a man called Tony Phipps. He's joining me next time. He's an act actually an ex-Marine. And right. he tried to, tried to take his own life, actually. Um, but he was also managing a lot of people who did take their own lives. And he told me a very interesting thing, which is that more people died to suicide from the armed forces than died on the front line in Afghanistan, which is really quite scary. Right. So I look forward to um, mm. talking to Tony next time and I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks, um, Benny, once I've spoken to our three guests on suicide. Thank you so much for all that information. That's really informative.
Thank you. No problem, Claire. I'll look forward to the next chats. It'll be great. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye -bye. Claire. See you. Bye-bye.